Welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast episode, what is it, 363 for August 14th, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we've got Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. So what? We watch anime. So yes. what? We play the... Yes, that was her old song. It's dead. It is dead to us. And Not dead. I bring it up like every other week. I know. And we are also joined by Andrew Roe McFain, who just plunged a toilet for 20 minutes. I did. That's true. How, Sometimes how, life be like that. Did Did you fix it? It's It's fine. I wouldn't be here if I hadn't fixed it. Oh, good. Good. I'm happy and that I, ref- I refuse to ever call a plumber for a for a, for a clogged toilet. One time, and I might be sharing too much. Uh, it wasn't me, but my sister had a friend be our roommate for a while and uh the plumber came out and plunged the toilet and like was you know put the snake down and when they were pulling the snake back up it was like pulling out like used condoms and tampons that sh- that the roommate had flushed down the toilet yeah those aren't supposed to go down there yeah no and and just so you know if it says because some tampons will say that it's flushable uh the recommendation is still don't it's yeah, don't. still a bad idea. That's not where they go. Anyway, I'm your host, Nathan Reentz-Bruth, and let's, uh, let's ask Aroa where we can find you. Go to aroa.website. That still works. Yeah, are you going to put your plumbing business on there? I'll plunge your toilet. <laughs> wink, wink. And uh, Cyberpunk Monk, what about you? Where can we find you? If one was really so inclined to do so, they could find my relevant social media links at aroa.website as well. One of those links that I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. We are already trucking through our sixth and final season. We're doing it. We're, it's been, what, six years? Uh, for, for releases about, yeah. Hey, is my mic cutting out or is that just Discord saying it is? Am I good? You sound fine. You're fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you sound Let's good. Let's go on. No Robo Nobo Robo Connor today. Not yet, anyways. And of course I'm your host, Nathan Reeton Spruce. You can find me everywhere at Reeton. Uh, you know, I'm I'm on Twitter at Reeton, and you can find me on Twitch Monday through Friday, six PM Pacific time to nine PM Pacific time at uh twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Hey Connor, what games did you play this week? Well, I have played exclusively Fallout New Vegas, exclusively on my Steam Deck. It it happened. It it sure did replace my gaming machine. Good. Is it Mark is is it noticeably better than the Switch? For the type of gaming I would like to do and the fact that I have a massive Steam library already, hell yes. Good. To my lifelong friend who's never had a PC and was a little intimidated by the Steam library at first, it's it's a great way to get deals like it's definitely cheaper than a console, but you might feel those growing pains at first. When it's definitely cheaper than like a, a Nintendo console. Yeah, you're probably going to get, like, just because it's a Steam product, I feel like you're going to get your money's worth. Yeah, any of the games that you want to play on a Switch, 
will hardly ever go on sale, and when they do go on sale, they're not enough. It goes down to the price that it should be normally, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, they're like, Breath of the Wild, you can get that for $40 on sale. I'm like, it's been out for like six years. Honestly, now that, I mean, now that Breath of the Wild 2 is not out and the Steam Deck is, I, I, I wonder if I'm going to go back to the Switch for it, if I will just obtain a copy for my Steam Deck. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. If, if they start releasing Nintendo games on the Steam Deck. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyway, say no more, say no more. Um, did you, do you have any mods or anything installed for, for, I was going to say Skyrim, but it's not Skyrim, it's Fallout New Vegas. Skyrim Nevada. Uh, the only mod I am running right now is the one that gives you a perk on every level instead of every other level. And that's because mm. I've beaten this game like, I don't know, eight times, nine times. I'm just, it, it gives me the good, feel good chemicals whenever I get a level up with a perk. Good. Don't judge I gotcha. me. I I don't care. Whatever, do what you want. Do what you want in a single player game. I don't I don't like people who cheat in multiplayer games. Really. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk to Aroa. What games did you play this week? Uh, almost exclusively, uh, Cult of the Lamb. I I also on my deck. I've heard good things about that. I don't know what it is. That's that adorable ass game that they previewed. Like I don't know. It feels like it's been a year or so now. It might have been sooner than that though. Where you're like chibi cultists. Oh. Yeah. It's it's like the art style is really fucking cute. And you're a bunch of like cute little anthropomorphic animals. Um well you're you're a lamb, obviously. Right, but right. But you're you're, le- you're leading this cult of anthropomorphic animals uh in an attempt to revive the uh the one who waits below, uh, that, that who has ominous. revived you, uh, as and and you were brought back to life because you were uh, ceremonially ceremoniously killed uh, in an attempt to prevent a prophecy from playing out, uh, which would overturn the old gods and bring about the new religion. I um, I see. So and you do this in the way of playing a like colony sim combined with a roguelite. I see. So it's right. uh it's good. I'm I'm okay with it, both of those things. It sounds it like it'd be fun together. Yeah, like it it plays kind of like um kind of like a Binding of Isaac Hades sort of thing. Um, but like very streamlined, uh, you don't get like a billion items. You, you pick up one weapon and one curse, which is your, your spell ability basically. And you have a dodge roll and that's pretty much the extent of the combat, but it feels really good. And you have pretty, pretty good, like way of dealing with, with most situations because everything telegraphs its attacks. if I had any complaints, it would be that I don't know if I am progressing correctly. I feel like I'm spending a lot more time in the colony sim than I should be, and I just don't know if that's because I'm not doing something right or if it's not balanced correctly. Because uh, I feel like everyone's starving way too often 
but also if I give them too much food, then they just eat it all and it goes to waste. Um, that, that's a, that is a problem, supply and demand, and you gotta you gotta work with the <laughs> supply chain stuff. People gotta um, eat. Yeah, and like if I if I stay out in the in the roguelite sort of world for too long, then my cult starts to get sad and or hungry and or the shit starts to build up and i like literally you have to build out houses or else they'll just poop all over everything and then they get sick and then they can't work which means they can't grow my food it, it just all falls apart so well look nobody said running a cult was going to be easy yeah that's true like there was there was a cult I, here in oregon it was it was it was very bad was that the is that the ones where like the the FBI came in and killed all of them? I don't think that's what happened. I know. Uh, no, it the... wasn't the FBI. No. Uh, who was it? I don't think they all I don't died. Even know if that was I don't Oregon. think they. I don't think they all died. I think. Uh, from what I is understand, that, is it that the one that, that and... Far Cry Far Cry Five was based on? M- m- uh, Waco. Oh uh, yeah, that was Waco. Never mind. No, no, this is started with like an R, but yeah, there was there was a cult here, and I don't know. They ended up poisoning some people in a nearby town and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah those were the those were the they were following like the the like new age mm-hmm. bullshit, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, cultist simulator, or or is yeah. that what it's called? Okay, no, cult, cult, of, cult of, the of the lamb. Cult of the lamb. It's uh. It, for twenty five dollars, um, I've already got about ten hours in it, and I, I'm not even halfway through the game. And oh. there's definitely replayability uh, out the ass. So yeah, highly recommend. Good. Uh, did you play anything else, or just you said exclusively Cult of the Lamb? Cult of the uh, Lamb. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I I, n- I didn't mention the last time I was on here, but I've mostly finished Vampire Survivors, uh, which was a thing I was doing like while I was while I was enjoying the Steam Deck initially. Yeah, and you should really play that game. Uh, I have it just updated again, and it, it's like it's like the the best bargain possibly. Yeah, it's like three bucks. Steam. Yeah, and yeah, like. It's good. Like they just announced a, a roadmap or something, and they're they're going to be adding even more shit. It's incredible. Friend of the show and sometimes guest uh, Earl bought that for me. Me too. I have an extra. Oh yeah, he bought it for up. me as well. Yeah. So thanks, Earl, if you're listening. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to me and talk about what games I played this week. On Monday, I played. Uh, I I played. Punch Out, not Mike Tyson's Punch Out, just Punch Out with Mr. Dream. Uh, there's no difference. I just loaded up the the wrong ROM is what happened. Um, oh, and <laughs> and uh, I because because I didn't know what game I wanted to play. Sometimes I I am struggling to find a game, and so I'll play like games that I used to play all the time. So uh, I played, you know, sometimes I'll I'll hop into Binding of Isaac or whatever. And so I was like, I'll play some Punch Out. That'll be that'll be good. See if I can see how far I can get. And uh, I beat it. I actually finally uh, applied myself and beat 
I beat Mr. Dream. Um, usually what happens, or what used to happen, uh, is I'd get stuck at Super Macho Man. Uh, but I pretty easily just flew through the game until I got to Mr. Dream, and then I got rolled a lot <laughs> by Mr. Dream until I was able to finally eke out a vict uh, victory. I did not get a knockout. I got uh, a win by decision, but I still count that as, as beating a game. So I beat, I finally beat Punch-Out after like 30 like, years. Like nobody, nobody can beat Mike Dream uh, like via a knockout unless they're like a crazy I was runner. I was right there I was right there so um I had him down to like a sliver of health on a third KO on the third round or third knockdown on the third round and as like I was punching up so like it was like two two or three more hits um and then the the bell rang and I won by decision. So I was, like, right there to get it. So I think I could do it uh, if I just kept practicing. But Why would you want to? Uh, I don't, it's a fun game. I'd like, to, I'd like to play it, you know. I'll, I'll pick it up again and play it. I actually did pick it up last night, and I tried it on my Steam Deck, and I have one complaint about the Steam Deck. The D-pad the isn't the great. D-pad? Yeah. 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 I noticed that with New Vegas, I can't really get corner inputs like ever. Yeah, and playing, playing Punch Out with a shitty D pad. Yeah, is yeah, awful. I, I could see that. I could see that. So I was able to, I was able to roll through the first few, um, few fights, but then it 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 stops being as responsive when you're trying to make pretty precise uh, inputs. And I will say that the D pad on my uh xbox elite controller is really good and i think that might be part of the reason why i was able to do so well in punch out uh as opposed to the other times i played it when with with like other xbox controllers like playing it with a 360 controller is awful Ugh. yeah i i can't fathom how you decide to make a new piece of hardware and like you put a d-pad on it and you use rubber dome switches on the D-pad. Yeah, I don't, why, I don't know. Why do you do that? The PlayStation Vita had the best D-pad of anything ever, in terms of portable devices, at least. Yeah. And it's like, just just use those. I, I really like the newer Xbox D-pads. I think that those are really good. Is the newer one the one you could rotate to make it a, a roller? Or is that the elite that I'm thinking of? That's that's the elite. That the elite is like crazy because yeah, it's got the transforming D-pad. Well, yeah, mine doesn't have the tran. I you swap them out. You swap out the pieces. The newer one, yeah, you just swap the pieces out. They they had one like the original Xbox Elite controller. You rotated the D-pad and it yeah, raised yeah. up the little plastic things in the middle to make it a shitty Xbox 360 D-pad. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, uh, play it. It's a good game. I've never, uh, I'm not good at Super Punch Out because I I never played it when I was a kid. I just, I have no idea what I'm doing in that game. Maybe I'll play that. You someday. punch the man. Oh, oh, that's it. That's what you do. <laughs> good. Punch the referee. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I played some Final Fantasy IV, and I got the 
I got all the crystals. Well, I didn't get all the crystals. I got to the point where the enemy got all the crystals. Because that's what happens. And then uh, I went to the underworld and the the enemy got all of the dark crystals that are in the underworld. And That'll now, happen. And now I think I'm going to the moon. I think that's the next step from what I understand. So that'll so be I, fun. I personally have this weird thing about space whales, and I I swear I think this all started with Final Fantasy IV. I see. What what whales thing do, do you not have? belong in space? Why are whales always being depicted as in space? I don't think it's a Final Fantasy thing. I, uh, no, and or... it's not. But I think that's where it started. I don't know. Oh, um... because the skies are a big blue ocean. No, it's not. It's space. You don't what... see octopus out in space. It's always whales. What about? What about giant space turtles that you live on? Um. Okay. Yes, you do. Okay. There's the occasional turtle, but yeah. there's definitely whales. Like, what other fish are there? It's never other fish. It's always goddamn whales. I I I don't know because like whales are big. Yeah, they're impressive. You're not gonna have space shrimp. No, but like if you're making the allegory that space is the ocean, why not just make it a whole ocean? Why is it just whales? This I is my irrational anger thing, but it's always bothered me. Seems... I don't. I think you're you're getting the wrong allegory out of it because I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's about space being an ocean. It's that space is big and scary and unknown, and like has like an ocean has powerful things in it, like a big powerful whale. Now, by that same argument, why isn't there space sharks? Fucking a. Yeah. So. Um... We're going to move on, and I'm going to talk no, about the other, angry with me. the other game that I played on Friday. Uh, Connor and I played some Halo 3. Yeah, that was actually quite fun. Yeah, and uh, we beat it. Yeah, so I the beat, first try. I beat two. <laughs> yes. Neither of us died the whole time after I edit that video. We, um, did, uh, we, we did the lasso. Well, when, when we... Uh, when we got to the end, for some reason, the car just didn't make the jump like it was supposed to. It just turned around. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really weird that the person driving just let the let go of the wheel or something. Man, I, I left the oven on and... Anyways. Con- Connor, right before the last jump, decided to not make the last jump, so we had to go through the whole stage again. The whole driving it. section. Anyway, so I beat, uh, beat Punch-Out! And I beat, and I I beat Halo Three on not legendary mode. We beat it on heroic, so that's what we did this week. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about some news stories. Let's talk about. Uh, let me move my screen over to the correct side. Boop a doop a doop. Final Fantasy fourteen. So apparently, Square Enix is not doing so hot. Uh, I guess they're. Less than 50,000 sales on Stranger of Paradise didn't boost their, boost their revenue this year. Is that, is that real? Yeah. Because you... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Stranger <laughs> of Paradise sales numbers. Oh, I'm lightheaded from 40, that. 46,849 <laughs> physical units in its launch week. Okay, well, that's physical units. Like, that's like... Nobody buys physical is, stuff anymore. Yeah, that means nothing. Especially not fucking Final Fantasy Stranger Paradise or whatever. Uh, it says, according to 
Game Data Library, Stranger of Paradise lands in fourth for the worst-selling spinoffs. The only spinoff to sell less digitally in Japan are Chocobo's Dungeon, The Crystal Bears, and Chocobo Tales. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so while, yes, it, it did not sell, it, it didn't sell well. It sold maybe a couple hundred thousand copies. I, I doubt it sold more than that. It was sold on Steam, right? Yeah, I think so. Are you going to look up Steam charts or something? Yeah. I don't, like, do they release the sales on? I, I don't even know. I never checked. No, they, they just pull it from uh, people who have it, like, as their actively played game. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't even. But while you look that up, uh, the games that did make the money, it says were, it says, oh, Square's latest financial report is an example of good news, bad news for players. The bad news is that the studio had a poor quarter, losing 16% of the financial ground gained from the same period last year. A big part of the drop was the underperformance of HD game sales. I wonder what games they're talking about. Uh, the good Epic. news. Oh, okay. The good news, Final Fantasy XIV continues to be a solid performer and, ha and has actually improved its subscriber count year over year. Good job, Final Fantasy XIV the best MMO that is out right now, in my opinion. Uh, Dragon Quest X and Final Fantasy XI uh, also did well, apparently. So Final Fantasy XI is still pulling in money, and so is Dragon Quest X, which never released outside of Japan. Which I don't know why they uh, never released it outside of Japan. So... So What's does up? that mean that like, or is is like Squeenix gonna pull a Konami at some point? I don't think so. I know they're selling off some of Wait, their all their Western stuff. Yeah, all their yeah, all Western their Western stuff. studios they dumped. Yeah, and they're just like, hey, we're just gonna like they got rid of Idos, which is weird. I don't. I wouldn't have done that. Um, uh, but they're also like, I don't know, man. It, it's so weird. Okay, so Stranger of Paradise was did poorly, did awfully, and they're not talking about it. They're they're not. They're kind of sweeping that under the rug. When the relaunch, it was like a decade ago. When the relaunch of the Tomb Raider series happened, Square Enix was mad because in the first month, it only sold like six million copies, and they're like, well, it underperformed. Like. What? Like, it was a great game, and it did really well. And they're like, nope, only 6 million copies. So I, they have, like, really weird standards for the, the games that they release made by other studios, like Hitman. Well, and they, they, they tend to do that whenever, at least the EA's uh, whole thing has always been to report that it didn't perform as well as they wanted. So that way, later on, whenever they kill that studio, it fits with the timeline, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's it's bizarre to me that, like, they would they would allow Eidos to, like, d spend all of that money on the rebooting the franchise and all that, and then just shit on it all while intending to liquidate the company in the background the whole time. Like, yeah. I, that doesn't really fit in with everything. I I don't know. I I see it. I see it as just the culmination of 
everything since uh, the Deus Ex sequel flopped. Uh, uh, just... Mankind Divided, right? Yeah. Ever, ever since that came out, and it was like not even a quarter as well received as the the first one. I thought it was you know, pretty good. One. Human Human Revolution. Yeah, the, the like, it, yeah, it like it was it was not as good as Human Revolution critically, and then from like the least what I remember, uh, Mankind Divided was seen as like a failure in terms of being an immersive sim. It pretty much just had you going from set piece to set piece, almost along the lines of like a, just a typical call of duty style shooter. It was, just it was all right. With but... like some, some other game elements mixed in. It it didn't make good on any of the, any of the systems that were introduced in the first game. Maybe I'll play through those games again sometime. I never finished the. I never finished Human Revolution. I beat both of them. I beat both yeah, of them. I, but I, I went back to it a second time when all the DLC finished coming out, and it, it, it's not that it's a bad game. It just it, it left me lacking. I and remember. I, I think you nailed it previously by saying it just it didn't live up to the hype of the last one. It was it was too actiony, not enough like critical thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember when Human Revolution came out, and Connor was like, my computer, I, this oh, game yeah. only runs at like five frames a second. I don't know what's going on. And we went through all of the stuff, and I was like, okay, so everything, like your hardware is good, your drivers are up to date, check, 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 check. It's got to be your BIOS. Like, that's, it's dumb, but like that, that's probably what it is. And so Connor did a Google search, and apparently that particular gigabyte motherboard that he had for specific games, the BIOS was messed up and would make games run like crap. And there was no update to the BIOS. They were not going to be putting out an update to fix it. That was the game that made me... uh, Because I think until that point, I was just using pre-builds. I'm pretty sure that was the game that was like, I'm building my own computer. Screw this. Yep. It's good. And I was was proud of myself because I figured it out. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, if you want to play it, uh, do, do, or don't. I don't know. Or do don't. Do, do, do. Yeah, do, do. <laughs> uh, lots, I, this is, I, I put this as the news story, but it's kind of a overarching thing with the games industry right now, that a lot of games are getting delayed till the first quarter of next year. Uh-huh. This, this happens, like, every year. Every year, year. yeah. yeah. Um, I'm used to it by now. I I don't get excited for a game until it's out and on sale at this point. Yeah. So, uh, this game though, I think is a ga- it's a game I don't know if Connor would like. I know you like XCOM, but are you into like superhero movies? The the movies, no. But like, I'm I'm fine with superheroes in general, especially uh, almost. I, I don't want to say exclusively, but typically I'm a Marvel fan over a DC guy. So like, this should be my jam. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed until February of next year, or fiscal 2023, which it says by March 31st, 2023. Um, they so didn't I give us an exact date. 
Can somebody tell me which superhero is the goth chick using a table leg as a weapon? Uh, I I don't know, but I enjoy the skin. I like I should like everything about this game. It's it looks like it's gonna be a superhero rap all about being able to like customize skins. I imagine that's probably gonna be where the DLC farm of it comes in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh I... no, there's a deck building component. Uh-huh. Oh no. I don't know. I, I'm probably gonna grab it. I like XCOM. I'm bad at them, but I like the XCOM series and I like superheroes quite a bit, so being able to play Whoa. as Wolverine and Spider Man is gonna be pretty sweet. They're gonna put Blade in it. Well, yeah, he's a Marvel yeah, he's a, he's a Marvel. Yeah, but like, when's the last time Blade's been in anything? He's still alive and active in the the, the comic books, I believe. Yeah, he's just they haven't anything made anything that people actually pay attention to. Well, yeah, of course they're gonna put Blade into it. Like that doesn't make sense not to put him into a game with all of the other superheroes. Also, they oh. announced he's got a movie coming out. Oh, does they he? Did. He's gonna be a part of the phase six, I'm like ninety percent sure. Is uh, is is he gonna kill vampires with rave music playing in the background? Oh, I hope no, so. No, I think Morbius did that and it didn't do too well. <laughs> oh no. I have yet to watch that movie. Yeah, uh, I, I know you have it. I've also just been like, I'm not actually interested enough. Th- yeah, yeah, no one is. No, literally Nobody no was. one is. I kind of when they brought it back to theaters and I was like, I might go oh nope, it's gone again. But yeah, because they brought it back to theaters because of the meme, thinking that, ah, yes, meme engagement equals they actually care about the franchise. No. No. I think what they they could have done that might have worked to embrace it is, like, if they had another game that they could put a Morbius skin into, that might have sold. Like Or... If they would have just like re-edited the movie and just dubbed in Morbius saying it's Morbin time every yeah. few scenes. Uh not every few scenes. It'd be like once at the like right before the denouement. And that that enough would make people go, haha, funny reference. And they, they <laughs> would they'd go there. I mean, look at the, the the gosh darn minions movie. The the one that they had to ban people from seeing because well, uh, just because people suck, I guess there's no other way to say it. But imagine being like, no, we will refuse your money. It's not worth it. Yeah. Morbius yeah. wishes they had that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, sponsorships. Yeah, if let's, let's talk those. about that, Nathan. Let's, let's talk about what it, what it costs to have somebody on a podcast. <laughs> if we were to get offered sponsorships, we've already shown with the Clinton Score Classics that we are willing to whore ourselves out. Right, we have like, done a successful advertising campaign. I concur. Yeah, yeah. I'll gargle them balls. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what we do here on the Rating Entertainment Podcast. Um, but this is this is a crazy st- statistic, and I guess it makes sense. Um, obviously, it's not going to happen for a podcast that gets like a dozen listens a week. But uh, if you're really popular. It says, this is from TechSpot, the headline is, Popular Podcast, Some Guests Are Paying to uh, Big to Appear on Your Favorite Shows. Um, and it says, in the, or, uh, if a special guest appears on your favorite podcast, they might have paid the host thousands of dollars for the opportunity. It is especially, uh, especially likely if the person promotes a product or business on the episode. Without well, that's full called disclosure, an advertisement. 
Yeah, without full disclosure, the practice raises ethical and legal concerns, possibly uh, falling under the definitions of payola. In the uh, U.S. I think, I think they meant peyote. In the U.S., it's illegal to record <laughs> for uh, it's illegal for record uh, labels to pay radio stations to play their music without informing listeners. This month, a PR CEO and an uh, FTC spokesperson told Bloomberg that regarding payola law, doling out money to a podcast for appearance without disclosure falls into a gray area at best. Nonetheless, multiple podcast companies facilitating such deals are thriving. Wow, go figure that the government is way behind the times and we don't have laws to deal with these situations. I think we and do. by the time I think we do technically have laws to deal with the situation, but we don't have the enforcement to actually go after people having this stuff. But we don't. We don't because it's not radio. Oh, I see. I, I think that's that's why it falls into bro. a gray area. Okay. Uh, it says multiple guests have paid between twenty thousand and fifty thousand dollars for an appearance. And I'm telling you right now, if somebody offered me fifty thousand dollars to have a guest on this podcast, they are appearing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Even if they like came on here and was like Hitler isn't real, I'd like I'd still be okay with it. I would I would fight back against it. Because I would make sure to get that money up front. Well, yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to say, are we are we taking the money first and then we bring them on? And, and then we go, just Hitler's shit on real? them the whole time. Yeah, I mean, That's, whatever. I'd do it. Um, but yeah, between twenty thousand and fifty thousand dollars for an appearance, the Gestio boss suggests a fee about one hundred dollars to one hundred fifty dollars per thousand listeners. That's that is ridiculous that's yeah. good <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i mean i know we we again we're a really small podcast and and most to be fair most small podcasts are like ours where they just don't get very many views and there are a lot of podcasts that get thousands of views but i'm going to classic is getting there yeah 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 like like we're at clinton score classics actually doing pretty well pretty doing, like i've been watching it go up i've been impressed yeah um but like a thousand i'm sorry a thousand listeners for a hundred or 150 dollars like that's pretty reasonable like that's really good what is it called that's... crm or whatever it's called yeah i was gonna say like a cpm cpm like, in comparison to normal advertisements shit son yeah. yeah, that's a hundred times a good CPM. Like it, getting it for a steal. <laughs> it does say the type of sponsorship sponsorship seems most prevalent in wellness, cryptocurrency, and business podcasts. Yeah, um, it's where you can bring you can have a shyster who spends fifty thousand dollars to come on your podcast about whatever, and then he comes on and is like i can tell you how to run a business involving crypto or you can you can sell your ethereum and buy Ooh. dogecoin at a discount who wants to pivot <laughs> um it says in one case business coach nick unsworth paid the podcast entrepreneurs on fire thirty five thousand dollars for two appearances <laughs> 
and God, 12... I want to puke just from the name of that podcast. Yeah. twelve. <laughs> so it's $35,000 for two appearances and 12 weeks of ads, which returned $150,000 in revenue from listeners who became new customers. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to read through the rest of the article, but that's that's pretty great. I mean, you already read half of it. I know, but that's word that's, for word. Well, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, that's why I said it was from TechSpot. That way, they but can't uh, sue me. It, it's funny too that like these are coming from the cryptocurrency market a lot of the time, because it's yeah. very much in the same way that how of how cryptocurrency like works right now. The like people are doing this because it's popular to do it and like as soon as people start to catch on it's not they're not going to get any business from it but it's yeah. okay because they made their money and then the market's just going to liquidate yeah like if if some crypto bro wants to pay me twenty five thousand dollars or thirty five thousand dollars to have them on my podcast a couple of times and then the crypto, the crypto bro wants to pay us like one ethereum that'd be fine <laughs> yeah um so I think it's rather interesting, but also, yeah, they need to work on on creating these laws so that there has to be some transparency because there has to be transparency on YouTube, right? Like if you're if you're paid a sponsorship, I get you're supposed to say I have a sponsor or this is a sponsored spot or something like that, mm -hmm. or they gave me this product for free, and yeah. I although I would assume I that would be that... for podcasts too. I think that might be different because uh, that might be YouTube trying to do that to cover their own ass kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it, it isn't necessarily... I think it's a gray area, like a lot of things on the internet, and YouTube is just trying to play it safe, so they just make it their policy that you have to do that. Well, that... I, I could be I could be wrong because I know that there was a whole thing with uh, Xbox years and years ago. Um, they were paying people to advertise a bunch of Xbox Live Arcade games, oh. and they like specifically said, "Don't mention that we paid you." <laughs> yeah, I don't like so, that. I do not like yeah. that one bit. Um, and then there were there were people saying, "I think this might be illegal," and yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on again. Well, actually, what I was going to say is one good and bad thing is that YouTube kind of it, it basically has a monopoly, right, on, on user uploaded videos. There's TikTok and stuff, too, but for the longer form videos, it, a, it, yeah. it, it tends to be YouTube. And podcasts, for better or worse... You know, we there's so many different places to listen to podcasts. There's no real place that has a monopoly. When podcasts first started becoming big, it was mainly like iTunes. But now yeah. you got it's literally why they're called podcasts. Yeah. Now we've got now we've got iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google. Like there's so many different places you can listen to podcasts that it's not a monopoly. So it would be harder for like spotify to come out and be like oh if you have a paid promotion you have to market yeah. uh because people would just not do that and they would just be like oh well i'm just going to be on itunes where they don't require me to do that yep. so you it, it's harder to enforce a rule like that on 
multiple places without a law specifying, hey, you need to actually say that you're getting sponsored. Anyway, now we are going to move on, and we're going to talk about China gaming laws. You guys, you guys like like China, right? Big fans. No. Oh, kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would have been very, very in trouble as a child if I lived in China because they only like children over in China. If you're under the age of 18, I believe only get three hours a week to play video games. And I, and I think this, this is definitely specifically online video games, but still three hours a week, Monday, I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you get one day or one hour for Friday, one hour for Saturday and one hour for Sunday. And then on holidays, uh, and that's that's specifically between eight and nine p.m. local time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, it's you get literally one hour that you can actually play games online, and then on holidays you get another hour to play games. So that is not something. Even when all your like. family's there. Yeah, well, all your family. I, I to be fair, how many times I just escaped to my bedroom to play video games while family was visiting. Uh, to be fair, if you live in China, most of your family probably lives with you anyway. It's possible. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're dead <laughs> from the smog. Yes. So. Um, or the government. Now, it says basically there are people online who are, are talking to, to people who are under the age of 18 and being like, hey, I can help you bypass this. But you have to give me around 560 US dollars, which is 3,800 yuan. Yuan. Whatever it's called. Yuan. Yuan. Um, and then, of course, the, pers- the, the child would send the money. They would steal their, their bank card from their mom or dad, send the money, and then never hear from that person again. Uh, which is, is not cool. And... Um, there's another there's another story here from TechSpot. Uh the victim is another case was even younger and the payout was higher. A 12-year-old was snared by the promise of a free game skin before the scammer convinced them that they had committed an illegal offense. The punishment would be a year in jail or a $15,000 fine, but the fraudster said that they made the whole thing they could make the whole thing disappear for $1,500. This kind of reminds me of do you guys remember the FBI scam? That was like I mean, which 10... one? So the one I'm thinking of was when I was working uh, for a remote support company, and old people would call me and they'd be like, "Hey, so I have this thing that appeared on my computer that's saying that they found some underage content on my computer, but I can pay three hundred dollars to make it go away." And I would be like, "Did you pay them?" They're like, "Yeah." I'm like you don't. Are they gonna take away my underage content? <laughs> <laughs> no, Padero. No joking about that. Um, but no, they. It was stuff like that. So like, they would lock. They, it would be ransomware. They would lock up your computer. Now this is similar in the fact that they're blackmailing the the kid, um, and then being like, "Give us fifteen hundred dollars." to make this this whole thing disappear and it is awful and 
one way to fix it would be to just not have draconian laws because apparently some people thought they would ease these restrictions since it's summertime and you know kids aren't going to school but nope they're still just uh they're still only allowing them to play games for three hours a week which i i understand the reasoning behind it but i don't think that the the government should be the one that's telling the children what they can do with their time you know i mean the government tells the adults what they can do with their time so that's true also imagine being somebody like who's not applied to this restriction what happens during these hours you just get offline because you know that's when the squeakers are on i yeah because that's that's like when you know it's gonna be the little kids are are going to be on what was what was that Oro? what if the law wasn't made to make children more productive but instead someone high up in chinese government just wanted to get kids off of his online games that would, that that would be something i would do that's what <laughs> dreamly based these are the i just want to play fortnite and all these fucking kids are on here all the time that's it. Video games are illegal if you're under 18. I, I, I eat dinner between 8 and 9. They can play then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, sadly, that would be, that would be hilarious. Um, I can actually see that happening, though, because China's just that fucked up. But, but that is... Okay, that is messed up. Uh, and I agree. But there are states that who in the United States want to not do things exactly like this. But I remember, I think we spoke about it um, years ago on the podcast where there was a state that wanted to charge people a state tax to watch online adult entertainment. Yeah. Which, like, like, as we talked about then, I, I am sure, like, you just get around it with a VPN or something. Well, yeah, you get around it with a VPN and... Obviously, that's, that's what be, you'd also do in China. That it's going to be much more difficult to do that in China, I would imagine. No, no. Okay, I they, don't know. They give out holes to the Great Firewall, like if you're a diplomat or a teacher, like it's nothing, and those enter circulation like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the there's a reason, like, like how do you think Chinese people get on YouTube? YouTube's all Google services are banned in China, other than I, I maybe they have a search. Now, I can't remember because they banned Google I, Search a few times. I thought, yeah, I thought Google worked on one specifically for China, but they use like Baidu or something like that. Yeah, like they, yeah, uh, they, they use a different like China like, search. Their YouTube is Billy Billy. Oh, but yeah. like a ton of a ton of people also just use English YouTube because VPNs are really easy to get a hold of in China. Good, good. I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that, and hopefully that's a way that these kids can bypass that. And another think, thing is, why don't I they just, Steam like... Steam is illegal in China, too. Like, if I were... Uh, no, I, I think Steam's allowed in China, but I'm not sure. It's uh, got eight games you could play. That's like a, a Switch. It's got, like, four games you could play on it. But, that, like, one thing you could do is, uh, if you're a kid... And you have cool parents who would just let you use their account, but I but didn't they implement like a a facial recognition oh, yeah. thing? 
They did. They implemented a facial scanner thingy. <laughs> God, China's awful. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I I don't hate China as much as the next guy, but I hate the Chinese government. I think that's the yeah. yeah that's what we. That, that's, that's what, what everyone, everyone means when they say yeah. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody's well. Except for like true. stupid racists, but yeah, yeah. yeah, like like if you're racist, you hate the actual Chinese people. But uh, almost everyone, whenever they say they hate China, they hate the government the entity. Government. Yeah, the government entity that says Disney needs to take out those token gays, or, or else they can't put their movie out. Um. Yeah. There was a there was a kiss scene, and I think it was the last Star Wars movie that was released. Um, in the ver in the background at the end, yeah, uh, was, two, wasn't it a gay kiss? Yeah, two girls kiss, and they they made yeah. it like kind of hidden so that they could easily remove it for the Chinese release. Yeah, they um, did the same thing with uh, Buzz Lightyear. There's like a there's like a, a scene where like two women hug or something, and they just they just removed them. Kind of like whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Can't have women hugging. And then I, I, uh, I play a Chinese mobile game that's got uh, anthropomorphic boat girls, and uh, like it's it's frightening how different the designs are between the Japanese and American servers versus the Chinese servers. The last thing I'm going to bring up before we move on is that I believe Winnie the Pooh is also banned. Yes, well, yeah, of course. because that's. That's old. That's not even yeah. news. That's old. One of one of the best indie horror games to come out in like the last decade was removed from sale because they like grabbed an asset or something with a bunch of graffiti in it and there was a Winnie the Pooh in there and some Chinese official found out about it and like that dev studio might be dead. That's awful. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about virtual reality. This is something I brought up just because I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Um, are either of you interested interested in Half-Life 2 VR? I, I suppose. Uh, I I mean, all right. I'm well, not... I'm going to I'm going to be more I'm going to be more vocal about it. I've been I've been wanting this since like the Vive. So, yeah. So you're you're not, you are interested in it. I'm extremely interested. I'm not yet at a point to be excited about it, but I am interested in it. Like I I'm excited for it to come out eventually, but I don't think we're close to that. Uh, I mean, it, I'm I'm watching this trailer right now and it looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm that, watching and, the trailer. And then too. and then you say, well, well, that's what this news article's about and yeah, that's, oh. that's yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's, oh, that's news, I get news it. Article. You were trying to lead into it. I was trying. Nobody was taking the fucking bait. <laughs> I, 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 I mentioned just like, the trailer. I was just like, maybe, maybe Connor didn't read the story. I don't know. I never read the story either, and I'm the one who puts them up. <laughs> oh, holy shit! Oh man, I'm reading. I'm reading this, and it's like, mm. it's almost here. It's almost here. Uh, the beta starts in a month, and well, I, that's I it. just that. I've got, I've got, there's, there's more shit to be excited. <laughs> what, tell, tell me, what stuff is there to be excited about? So they expect that you'll be able to use any Half-Life 2 mod that doesn't utilize custom DLLs. So, like, custom maps, basically. Oh, nice. Like, 
that's gonna be so fucking cool because there are so many cool half-life 2 mods obviously um they are apparently also like moving or trying to migrate the engine over to dx10 or 11 so that like the vr works right oh like direct Half-Life x10 2's... or oh right yeah it was released in like 2000 mid four yeah i was gonna say four or five i i couldn't remember which one yeah they're they're also doing like uh they're doing ai upscaling and all that for the textures which is cool but uh like I, I was expecting whenever I saw the title of this article, I was thinking it was going to be like the Gary's mod VR mod, uh, which if you haven't seen that is altogether pretty bare bones, but it's like, what do you fucking expect? Uh, yeah. Like, but this looks really good. Uh, has like hands and like free aiming with the gun and it, the, the scope on the, on the crossbow looks pretty good. Like it looks like somebody put it into the Alex engine, except all the assets look kind of like ass, which, you know, that's just how it's, it's going to be made in 2004. Yeah. I mean, that's just, this is how it works. And, and, you know, for, for what it's worth for a 2004 game, Half-Life 2 holds up pretty well, but in VR, it's going to look like shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Hey, you can, you can hit combine with crowbar and they die. Which melee combat? What do you know? It's it's the thing that they just didn't put in Alex for some fucking reason. Why not? It's so uh, they could make that tease at the end feel awesome. Also, they probably couldn't get it working right. Yeah, it, it, they they were like it 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 doesn't it doesn't feel good. They couldn't make oh. it feel right. So interesting. Okay, but yeah, so it looks good. Uh, Half Life Two VR. The beta will start next week. I assume it's free. I assume it's going to yeah. be a free upgrade because it's a mod. Yeah, yeah they they intend on making it open source as long as there's not like any weird legal shit. Since they're doing a lot of, it sounds like they're doing a lot of like reverse engineering stuff to make it work. Yeah, and our last story for the day, we are going to talk about John Deere tractors. Yeah, uh, we're uh, trying that. We're up. trying that pivoting thing right now. Yeah, it worked well, huh? See if um, we can get that. See if we can get that. Uh, Speaking of modding and reverse engineering, reverse engineering, uh, so yeah, John Deere tractors, if you're not in the know, um, for the last shit, at least 10 years, I think if you bought slash rented a John Deere tractor, uh, you couldn't fix it on your own. And that wasn't a matter of like, well, you couldn't get the parts or you it needed like a special wrench, you know, something like that. I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah, yeah. But, so, I mean, that, yeah, that, that is kind of the issue, though, is uh, proprietary tools, proprietary parts. And mm-hmm. I think if you didn't have the license, you couldn't actually get any of those tools or parts. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I wish it was that basic. It's not. It's not even that. It's not even like that. There is software built into the tractor that reads chips in each of the major parts of the of the tractor so that if you replace a component but it's not registered with john deere and like like you don't insert your your smart card or whatever into the the computer it won't start anymore 
you have to have a licensed John Deere technician install that part and then have the computer recognize it a la like an Apple computer slash phone. And that Um, seems like it should be against the law. Yeah, you'd fucking think so. And in some states it is. Uh, But hey, thanks to some hackers, uh, we've managed to jailbreak a couple of John Deere tractors, which is something that should have never been said, but it was. Well, it's like Uh, um, one thing I don't like about Tesla is that you will buy a car with a specific battery pack size. Yeah. And, but they put the bigger battery pack in the car. You just can't access it unless you give them like five to ten thousand more dollars. I hate living in the future like this. It's the same thing BMWs did with the heated seats. It's like, oh, it's in there, but uh, you can't you don't use pay us our, our seat tax. You you don't get to use warm stuff. Like, or, or the new Toyota Priuses. Um, in order to do remote start on your car, you you had the ability to do remote start on your car. For three years, and then you had to pay a monthly subscription for it. God fucking damn it. (laughs) I know, right? And so the reason I bring up the Tesla one, though, is is I don't know if there's a hack that you can just, you know, jailbreak your Tesla and up the battery pack size. I mean, I know for a fact that there were people going around stealing Teslas because someone cracked the... Yeah, I don't I don't remember what they were using, but I know that they were they were able to crack the the ignition key. My my encryption. coworker my coworker has a Tesla and I want to try to do that. <laughs> like not uh, with with his permission. I want to well, like yeah. see if we could we you, could you make You just want to be able to demonstrate it because it would both feel cool and also be satisfying to be able to be like, yeah, you fucking smug piece of shit. He paid $50,000 for a goddamn car. It, he, did, he did pay $50,000 for that car, and he's not smug about it. He's like, I am poor. <laughs> he's like, I have sold my soul <laughs> to afford this car. I'm like, okay, good. So For this car that could at any time spontaneously combust. Yeah, well, you know, that any car can spontaneously combust. Two percent of Teslas spontaneously combust. That's that's pretty low percentage, right? Right? No, 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 no oh, it's okay. not. I, I think most <laughs> things they hit like zero point five, and they do a recall. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is up with the John? Let's let's pivot back. Let's go to John Deere. <laughs> and what does this? What is it? Sick, sick codes. What does it yeah. do? Uh, so it lets you run arbitrary software on your John Deere tractor. Uh, so that means you can get around the stupid DRM. It means you could potentially like, basically we've got the homebrew channel for John Deere tractors now, which is fucking cool. Uh, from what I've seen, which isn't very much admittedly, uh, you can get, like a fully functioning Linux desktop working on the John Deere computer, which is really cool. Uh, and of course, somebody managed to get Doom running on. Yeah, it. I was gonna say Doom is gonna be Pac Man. You know, get all the normal yeah. stuff. Yeah, but but somebody got like a like an X window environment 
running on on the John Deere tractor, which means you've got root access. You can do whatever you want. Uh, this only works on two models: the twenty six thirty and the forty two forty. I know nothing about yep. John Deere tractors besides I hate them. Yep. So, uh, you know, it, it, this is just exciting to me because it's indicative of what will happen if somebody with intelligence and time wants to go up against a massive company that insists that they're bullshit about preventing you from being able to own your own shit. Uh, if, if they want to, they want to prove that that's nonsense and like, that's, that's what he's managed to do. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks so. I mean, it's it's promising. I hope that this happens more. Yeah, it says first priority running custom farm themed Doom on the tractor. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. But it's yeah. I I've we've I don't know if we've spoken about John Deere this particular uh I've on this probably particular mentioned it. I, I know we've talked about stuff to do with right with repair, right to repair, and that is one of the. It's funny the the one of the biggest right to repair, like groups, are people who own John Deere tractors. Yeah, <laughs> because well, they can't and... repair their own. St- like they they couldn't give a sh- like shit about their iPhone being able to repair that, but when it comes to their tractors, like so many of these, you know, farmers will be used to like working on their own tractors and trailers and stuff mm-hmm. and it, not being able to do that pisses them off and rightfully it, so it's fucking ridiculous that you pay well over a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars for a tool like this and then you can't fix it yourself yeah and and the reason that they do this is that john deere just got ahead of the game and said we're really we're really popular we make a a very good product and people are like bound to our ecosystem we're going to turn it into a subscription service you could take that paragraph and replace john deere with apple yeah (laughs) and it would be the same damn thing you, you could replace john deere with most companies that that are like the top of whatever market that they're in because that's what that's what everyone's trying to do now we've been complaining about it for years that you don't own anything anymore and everyone wants you to pay a monthly subscription for everything i mean car companies have done it with with leases since forever like every company wants you to lease a vehicle they don't want you to buy it because then they can take it back and then either release it or sell it to somebody else and still make even more money off of it. Yeah. The I guess the the only cars that are Unless worth Unless it's a Tesla. Le- yeah, the only cars that are worth leasing are electric cars. I guess. Yeah. Because the batteries are going to degrade over time. And so well, it's, yeah, it's they more generally financial. have 10-year warranties. Yeah, it's mostly generally uh more financially reasonable to lease an electric car and then just give it back to the dealership when the lease is over. Or in the but. case of uh, of a Tesla, if you lease a Tesla, 
you have to give it back to them. You can't even buy it at the end of your lease agreement. God, I hate Tesla. <laughs> I they really take it do. and then they put it into their rideshare fleet. I, I, I hate Tesla now. <laughs> like I, you know, a few years ago, I was I was all all in and I was like, man, Teslas are awesome. They're they're good looking cars. They've got really nice features. You know, they're coming out with you know full like this was a few years ago. I'm like, man, they're gonna have that full driving here in a year or two. And it, you know they don't have that yet, um, and now it's just like not just Elon Musk being a douchebag, but also like the company is just doing more and more things to make me like I'm gonna go with a different car when I when I finally get an electric car, which my next car will be an electric car. Um, I I can't bring myself to buy a Tesla. It would it would have to be a different car. Well, and, like, you're better off buying a different car anyway. Well, because yeah. Because nearly every other automaker makes a, a more affordable, more reliable vehicle. There, it, there are two cars that I'm, I'm deciding on which one I want to go and purchase probably next year or 2024. And that is either the Bolt, the Chevy Bolt, um because the 2023 model is down to $26,000 now yeah. which i think is a it and if they're able to get that tax credit um because they just signed in the new tax credit stuff that takes effect next year if the Chevy Bolt actually qualifies for that tax credit that's another 7,000 off of that so it would be under $20,000 for the Bolt EV um so it's either that one or there's another car that I'm really interested in. It would be more expensive for the one that I would want. It would be around thirty-five to forty thousand um, dollars, and that's the Aptera. But that can get up to six hundred. The one I would want would get up to six hundred miles worth of range on a single charge. Is it like, is it like the entire bottom of the car is a fucking battery? Um, it's the way that it, you, you should look it up. Aptera, A P T E R A. Um, it is designed to be very efficient where most EVs can get oh, about these guys. Yeah. Most EVs can get about two to five miles of range on a kilowatt. Um, where this one will get 10 miles of range on one kilowatt hour. I remember, uh, I remember when I think these guys were on start engine years yeah. ago. Um, and it looks yeah, that's cool. It looks so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> it don't look stupid. Are you, you you fucking kidding me? I I it's think cool it, I think it looks awesome. Um, yeah, but like, and the doors um are those the doors that go up, which I always yeah, the, like gull wing doors. Uh, I've always wanted some of those. Uh, but the yeah. only problem with the Aptera is it is a two seater. But to be fair more than two people don't often ride in my car. Yeah. So it wouldn't really matter that much. Um, so. Chevy brought back the Volt, too. Well, and another thing about Aptera, uh, they support right to repair. They well, have, we'll see. They have come out and said that they support right to repair. 
I don't. Yeah, good uh, for them. We'll we'll see what they actually do with that. You can yeah, say that true. all you want. <laughs> that's true. Until yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Put all the put all the yeah, parts Apple on. Yeah, they support it. right to repair too. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Apple some Apple products have like made it onto iFixit. I want to start seeing John Deere tools, John Deere parts on iFixit. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, right to repair. Hopefully it actually becomes law at some point. Um, But I know that a lot of companies are trying to get ahead of it. So that way, like Apple coming out and saying they like right to repair. I think even John Deere said something like that at one point, but then backed off from that. Um, in so far as like, oh, hey, we're Apple. We're going to put our screens on, uh, I fix it so you can buy them for uh, really high prices and please don't sign this into law. And they try to get ahead of the game. So that way it doesn't actually become law. That way they can continue screwing over, uh, consumers anyway. Uh, we're pretty much we're pretty much done, and I think Connor and I have to get ready for Shadowrun. Yeah, you game do. Play. Yeah, so I want to thank you for being here, Roa. No problem. Thank you for being here, Connor. I was here, and I I will be back next week, same time, same same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. Hawk hawk. <laughs>